for me, coaching is the heart sits in the middle of all of them. So whether it's training, whether it's facilitating, I think to be a great trainer, if you use coaching skills where you're involving the learner, devolving the people, then you have to use questions, you have to use coaching, and that will make it a more valuable experience. Thank you for joining me today. This is Joseph Greck, coach, trainer, and founder of Become Coaching and Training. And today I'm your host on this podcast. Maureen is a digital confidence coach and she is absolutely brilliant at supporting people develop their confidence, particularly when working online, which let's face it, it's a skill that is very much so in demand right now. She's got over 20 years experience working with various public and private sector organizations. And on today's episode, we discuss how she uses coaching skills in training, what you should be aware of, why they're important, and why it's not just about transferring knowledge in a training session. In fact, motivating people, making them accountable for their own learning and setting the right goals is key. So let's find out how she does it. us a bit more about yourself and the type of coaching that you do well at this moment in time i'm a digital confidence coach mm. and that sounds um, exciting it I is love the, yeah i love the title <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's it came about by accident because initially i um started off as a confidence coach okay and um you may not know it confidence was a um a big challenge for me mm. and and I think it's a challenge for everybody because, you know, you can't be confident in all areas of your life. Yeah. You know, and um, I acknowledge this and um, I decided it's something that I wanted to work on and I wanted to support other people in that area as well. Yeah. And on the other side of it, I train and mm. I train with um, technology. Yes. And I was like, hey, hey, let's put the two together. <laughs> <laughs> so you had, had your confidence coaching, your, your technology training, and you thought, let's mix them together. That's it. So it's a blended approach uh-huh. where I'm helping business people um, uh, mainly. I do mm. help corporates as well. Yeah. Um, but it's to help people in their business with their technology systems. And usually there's confidence issues around it. And it's basically, yes. how can I help you with your systems, with your processes, so yeah. that you can be successful in your work and how mm. you deliver your work? Nice, nice. Yeah. So it's the, the element, it's, it's moving beyond uh, what is uh, what they need to learn, but also how they feel about it, that confidence That's and it. supporting them become more confident. That's yeah. so interesting, Maureen. And actually... Uh, being able to put that in practice uh, can be quite tough, I imagine, kind of wearing both hats at the same time. Totally. So actually thinking about that, Maureen, what got you into coaching in the first place? So I remember a time um, back when I was younger, I used to be an athlete. And oh, I right. This, this, yeah, and I think this is what <laughs> tied into or what's led to me being a trainer and a coach. Yeah. You know, um, I also still do athletic coaching. So mm-hmm. I'm now a coach of athletics. And so I've, I was brought up by a coach 
So nice. this coach taught me skills <clears throat> and taught me how to be able to hurdle and coached my mindset to be able to compete as an athlete. So coaching has been there for quite a long time for you, either, you know, being, you're working with a coach or you yourself being a coach. Yes. Yeah. How did you find that experience? Uh, what, as being an athlete or? Yeah, as being an athlete and working with a coach. Um, do you know, it was the best experience. And only because growing up, you know, teenagers, mm -hmm. you know, um, it's a difficult time at a certain period in your life. And the coach was something that was very stable that yeah. was helping me with my mindset it was my escapism where i felt safe so i had somebody that was there for me supporting me and helping me through um and helping me deal with anxious times you know mm. so going into a competition is really highly stressful yeah i can so imagine so that's it so my coach enabled me to provide me with tools to be able to deal with stressful situations mm and be able to set goals and and inspire you to become a coach yeah yeah definitely because now i which, which i didn't understand at the time was that he taught me to one be able to deal with challenges and overcome mm. you know disappointments you know to work through and you know pick yourself off dust yourself down set another goal move oh, on. that's really interesting maureen and thank you for sharing that with us today I'm also thinking, let's start focusing a little bit more on today's topic, which is understanding how coaching skills can be used within a training context. And I thought you'd be great at talking about this because you do a little bit of both. You know, you do some training, you do some coaching. Um, am, I, am I correct? I do. And yeah. facilitating. And facilitating. <laughs> Adding another one in there. <laughs> so maybe as a starting point, shall we start thinking a little bit about the differences between these three forms of support that we can provide to people. Yes. Yeah. Um, I believe that all three are linked. Yeah. So, I mean, as a trainer, um, most people will quite simply think that um, with training is about a subject. So you're mm -hmm. helping people um, become more knowledgeable about a subject. Right. You know, and that's more external. So it's something outside of them, you know, mm. whereas coaching will be more about a goal or something they want to achieve. And it's normally, you know, connected to something internally. Mm. Um, and then facilitation will be actually just helping people without, you know, putting my own opinion in to actually yeah. figure out what's going on. Yeah, that's a really nice way as well. How I, I, I love the idea of training being more external and coaching to a degree being a bit more internal, which is really nice. It's really nice to think about it from that, from that lens. That's it. But um, for me, coaching is the heart sits in the middle of all of them. So whether it's training, whether it's facilitating, coaching is a key thing in order to be able to, to fully support people. Mm. Tell me a bit more about that, what you mean by coaching is at the heart. Um, well, for, for me, as a trainer, when I'm delivering training, although it's an external subject, yeah. um, in order to help someone embed the learning and to be able to remember the learning, they've got to have a connection. Right. So the way that I will use coaching is to elicit, like, basically, what are the benefits? How is this going to help you? And, you know, and then use the coaching styles of asking questions mm -hmm. to enable them to make a connection, to be able to remember, to be able to learn. And yeah. that embeds it. Yeah. So are we saying here that coaching is kind of central to these 
because a lot of the skills that we would use in coaching, yes. we might not have a full-on coaching session. I mean, we wouldn't in a training context, yeah. but those skills are really valuable in training and facilitation. Totally, totally, all the way. You know, um, at the beginning of a training course, for example, um, I will start off with a question like, what's your objective? What is it that you want to get from this? Mm. You know, and we'll start tackling and like, why, why are they there? And yeah. usually what comes up are the blocks. Yeah. You know, I have a fear, especially like um, I deal with digital, I right. deal with technology. So usually there's usually a fear or um, an anxiety around being able to use technology. So then the coaching tools come in about asking about them, where's that coming from? And yeah. actually getting them to work through that and show them that they do have the skills yeah. and they do have the, the technical ability. Yeah. That's such an important point because you're right. There is the element of knowledge you know, how to do something in Excel. I don't know, I'm just giving an example. It's the first thing that came to mind. But also, if somebody might not be motivated, they've been sent there, they, uh, they also don't think that they could do it. They don't necessarily feel that they've got this skill. Yes. That's when the coaching discussions and questions within a training session can be really useful. Totally, totally. I mean, I have to laugh because sometimes some of my sessions may sound like a counselling coach. <laughs> Seriously, because... It will be right at the beginning and the example, the perfect example that you gave where someone may have been sent by a manager and it's like, you have to learn Excel and um, they'll come in arms crossed. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I was sent here. And then it will be that, okay, you were sent here and we'll have that conversation. And they then let me know about their fears and anxiety. So it's basically, they need to be heard. Yeah. And you know, with coaching, it's like, you know, they, the person that you're working with needs to be listened to so that you can yes. understand to ask yes. the right questions. Yes. So, yeah. So do you find then that as a trainer, you know, um, that you have to use these skills quite a lot when you're, you know, when you're facilitating a session? Yeah. Well, I find, okay, look, we all have choices. You know, um, I've come across trainers who actually are presenters mm. or teachers. Yeah. Because basically they're just telling people about the subject yeah. or, you know, or they're teaching them, telling um, the learners or the people that they have in front of them, the steps of what they need to do. Whereas mm -hmm. I think to be a great trainer, if you use coaching skills where you're involving the learner, involving the people, then you have to use questions you have to use coaching and that will make it a more valuable experience yeah that's really that's a really nice way how to put it it kind of adds on to the experience yes and you're right some people just simply some of um trainers are presenters they go in they talk about a topic yeah. it's it's not about what the individual wants to get as much from it and that yeah. for me is the coaching side of things. Yes, that's it. You know, I mean, I've, I've seen so many trainers where it's all about the ego and it's all about mm. what they know mm -hmm. rather than why is that person in front of you here and what is it that they need, you yeah. know, and how are you going to actually provide them or actually help them access the skills and the tools? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Now, why do you think it might be important to have this distinction or be aware of when you are, you know, being more the presenter or being more the facilitator or the coach in a, in a, mm -hmm. in a training session? Um, well, it's again, it's almost like being a workman, understanding mm -hmm. and knowing what tools that you have. Mm. So when you're aware, then you can apply the tools more effectively. 
you know. Um, I came across, um, across a, a quote and trying to make a distinction between all three roles. And one said that a trainer um, helps people from the position of unknown to known. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a, a facilitator helps a person from a position of knowing to unknown. So basically mm-hmm. helping them to think outside the box. Mm. And I added, and I'm going to claim this, and I added... <laughs> Copyright it by Maureen. <laughs> it, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that a coach helps people um, be um, who are unaware become yeah. aware. Yeah. It's similar to that Johari window, isn't it? The idea of, you know, there could be some blind spots and that's where the coaching could be really useful, even yeah. in a training session. Yes. Not, and and that, is, that is the thing. Um, in a training session, so for example, Excel, we use Excel again. Mm-hmm. First, someone is so nervous about what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And... It's all about when when I work with them in the system. It's like Excel. Everything that you need, all your tools are there, right in front of you. Yeah. Everything you need. So, for example, I want to add a picture. Yeah. When I look on the screen, where would you go to add? It's in the insert tab. So yeah. I'm getting technical here. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> this okay. is the trainer part. <laughs> this is the trainer part. But the thing is, it's it's about getting the person to be aware that everything is in front of them. Right. It's there. As in coaching, it's about getting people to think that everything, they have the answers inside. Mm. You are listening to Coaching in Focus. And today I'm in the company of Maureen Egbe and we are talking about the differences between training and coaching but also more specifically how to use coaching skills within a training session. I think this is really useful because as a great trainer or as a great mentor even you need to be able to use certain coaching skills. So let's see what are some of these additional skills that Maureen thinks are so so crucial for great trainers. I mean, I know that you coach in the facilitator as well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it would be interesting to find out, do you find that there is a difference for you when you're coaching or facilitating? Uh, oh, yeah. I think, I think one of the main big differences for me is around ethics mm-hmm. and ethical practice. And I'll explain a bit what I mean. I think when you are coaching... I am much more aware of the ethical implications. I mean, of course, if I'm with a group setting, training, I'm thinking about health and safety, um, kind of the wellness of my learners, etc. Then if I'm doing purely coaching in a one-to-one session, though, mm-hmm. I'm much more focused on things like uh, building trust individually with an individual, uh, confidentiality. Yeah. Um, I mentioned kind of sticking to a code of ethics so, you know, I'm part of the ICF, so I make sure that I work within their boundaries. And in a group setting, when I'm training, I think we, I mean, there are some ground rules, perhaps, that we go through. We might talk about confidentiality, particularly if we're doing like, leadership uh, training, where people might bring in examples from their own organizations. But I wouldn't have as much of a 
strong emphasis in the group setting versus one-to-one. And also because I'm aware that in a one-to-one setting, somebody might be more prone to be a bit more vulnerable with me perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Versus in the group session. Mm. Yeah. No, so that's what, really, really interesting. Um, and I love the fact because I do, and like you, believe it's all about the trust. Mm. You know, that's, you know, in order to help someone move forward or achieve or attain, you know, they've got to feel supported and they've got yes. to be able to trust, especially yes. in times of vulnerability. Mm. Uh, the other bit for me, and I'm not sure if this is right or wrong in a way, but I'm just going to, I'm, I'm thinking about accountability because when I'm coaching, I mm. fully want to empower somebody to be completely accountable to their yeah. goals. They set their goals. They decide um, how they're going to get there. I'm there as a listening board, supporting them, asking them questions and, mm. and bringing in the expertise. But when I am in a group setting, in a way, there is a bit more of an accountability on my side because there are two aspects that I'm working on. You know, that, mm. that supporting people, perhaps... Um, be more confident that they can do something. That is the mm-hmm. coaching side of things, the coaching skills. But there is also the knowledge aspect that we talked about earlier. So in a yeah. way, I do feel a bit more accountable in a training session, particularly when you get those evaluation forms. You know, how much have you learned? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it feels it relies a lot more on on you as a trainer versus yeah. the individual. Yes, yeah, and. Do you know, it's funny because I used to, at the end of each session, I used to hold on to those evaluations. I used to like, why are they not giving me a 10? (laughs) (laughs) Why would they know? Who wouldn't give you a 10, Maureen? I've been in your training sessions. (laughs) I give them my blood, my sweat, my everything. (laughs) (laughs) But I also know um, it's not about me. Mm. You know, um, and... If I do feel that maybe there's something in there where I could have done a bit more, then I would yeah. reach out. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'll find out, well, is there anything else more that I yeah. could have done? Or is there anything that I can help you? And sometimes what, what I figure out that that's usually there's another underlying challenge mm. going on. That they might not have even told you about or they might not even realise. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, I think another, again, distinction between training and um, coaching mm-hmm. is that with training, sometimes, like with, again, we're talking about Excel and uh, the digital side of things, sometimes it's only a one-time opportunity, whereas coaching, you may have a continuous relationship. Yes, yeah, very true. With training, you might just meet them once. You need to very quickly build rapport, very quickly be able to get there yes. and kind of start you know, start moving on Yes, because you might just see them for a day or half a day or a couple of hours. There's also, for me, I was thinking about this, there's, you know, in coaching, we talk about, I mean, a lot of people talk about goal setting yes. and there is an element of that as a coach, mm-hmm. as, as, as a trainer, you might want to really support individuals, mm-hmm. set their own goals. Although there could be the outcomes of a training session, what you want to get them through. That's right. But it's really nice that you also then, you know, as much as you can, help individuals identify what are their own objectives because if totally. if i've set my own goals yes. i'm going to be 100 percent more motivated to get that done totally versus somebody telling me totally uh, that is so important um mm. for me i okay again it's that whole distinction of a trainer um just focusing on the subject itself in the sense yeah. of that 
I've got a course, I've got these three subjects or three topics that I have got to make sure that I cover. Mm-hmm. My question is, first of all, is what does the learner want and what's their goal? What do they want to leave at the end of the day knowing? Yeah. You know, and it may mean that I spend more time on a particular subject because that's what they need. Mm. Rather than I've got to hit one, two, three yeah. subjects because that's what they're signed up for. Yeah. What they're signed up for is getting knowledge about a goal that they need to go away and start using straight away. So, yeah. 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 So it's really key to be aware of somebody's mindset um, and, you know, to be able to support them to unblock certain things. Yes. So mindset, um, what's stopping them moving forward? What's their goal? What do they want to achieve from this? You know, mm-hmm. and then how can I help them retain yeah. that and give them the tools to be, as you said, say, be yeah. able to sort of coach themselves? Yeah. yeah. Now, another question that I had is um, in relation, because we're talking about training, but also perhaps let's broaden it a little bit also to management as well. Because how can, do you think managers, uh, it is important for managers to understand the difference between because a lot of managers nowadays are also involved in training and developing their employees. Mm-hmm. That's my starting point. So do you think this understanding of differences between coaching versus training, would that be useful for line managers? Um, okay. So I used to work for a corporate organization and that it, training is always the first department to go if there needs to be cuts. Yeah. And it will be that, oh, well, to somebody that knows or there's a manager that knows how to use the system or knows how to do certain things uh-huh. and let them train the staff. Mm-hmm. But there's training isn't just showing someone what to do. It is about understanding the tools that we've just been speaking about, coaching, right. and so on. Yeah. So for me, managers need to be um, given the skills to be able to train and to be able to coach to get mm. the best out of their learn, out of yeah. their people out of their staff yeah because in a way kind of retracting back to what i said i kind of made an assumption there that managers can easily train isn't it isn't yeah. it and coaching is the more difficult of the skill but you raise a really important point that a lot of managers are put into that situation where they might not have any of those two no. set of skills no manage there's lots of managers that have been put into positions because they're good at their job mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that they're good at training or managing people yeah yeah. You know, that's a skill in itself. Yeah. So what we're saying is that it's, it's really key, isn't it? For managers it to be able to, to do a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it's that whole thing of, you know, the difference between a manager and a leader. Mm-hmm. And how has this pandemic affected you, Maureen? I would imagine that uh, you probably are quite busy supporting people developing these kind of online um, technological skills. So as a digital confidence coach, um, this is the perfect time. You know, mm. it's sad about what's going on in terms of COVID, but everyone's going online. Yeah. And I'm sure you've experienced, and like what we're doing, you know, everything is going through digital, using Zoom, using all different kinds of communication tools. So at the moment, I've just designed an um, online course mm-hmm. um, called Zoomtastic. Oh, wow. I love the name as well. (laughs) 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 And it's basically about how can you create an engaging meeting Mm. over Zoom? But Mm. you can use it on other online communication tools. Sure, 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 sure. So basically, we just go through the different tools in Zoom, but also how you can deliver an engaging 
um, meeting or workshop. The other thing that I thought we should mention is that you do some charity work as well. You you do some pro bono coaching, don't you? Yeah, no, um, that really humbles me. You know, mm. I mean, with this uh, particular charity, it's helping homeless women um, be able to use technology, use computers. Yeah. And um, I've had women who are literally sleeping rough you know um one lady came in it's like well she spends the night on the buses because she has no home mm. but yet she's so determined to come in to find to get this skill to help mm. better her life uh. and um i feel really humbled um by them you know coming in and really really working with themselves and yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's so it's great for you to give you know some of your time as well to support them because this is obviously your expertise and they need people like you and other coaches and trainers out there in order to to yeah. to help them so maureen that's really interesting everything we're talking about i'm wondering if you could give us perhaps um a couple of tips so either for people who are trainers or coaches and might want to do training or coaching what okay. could be some of your kind of top tips Oh, top tips. Okay, so top tip. It's all about the learner. It's all about the person in front of you. Okay. Um, I think it's everything that we've learned in coaching as well. It's mm -hmm. like actually take the time to find out and get clear about why or what the person wants or needs from you. Mm. You know, um, patience. You know, take your time. Because yeah. sometimes what you think is the challenge or what the person presents is the thing, actually there may be something else underlying. Yeah. So, um, so in terms of a tip is that keep asking questions, keep being curious to find mm -hmm. out more um, mm. and then you can make that real connection and help yeah. the person um, get clear about the goal and what they need to do to come through it. Yeah. Um, and you know relax <laughs> relax <laughs> enjoy it as well enjoy isn't it? it yes relax and enjoy it because when you relax and you enjoy it then that allows the person that you're with to be more open mm. okay so thank you maureen so much for um spending a little bit of time with me um it was really useful hearing from an expert who actually does both you know does a bit of coaching does a bit of training and manages to blend them together um and i hope you've also enjoyed your time um talking oh, with me <laughs> it's been fantastic thank you i mean you've given me a lot to think about because i never ever stop to think i just do yeah, yeah. so i really loved it thank you for having me you're very welcome well you're very welcome this is joseph grek and you have been listening to coaching in focus I was in conversation with Maureen Egbe, who is a digital confidence coach, and I really enjoyed my conversation with her and it brought me quite a lot of reflections. I hope you liked it too, and if you did, feel free to rate us. We are available on all the major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts as well. Until I see you next time on another episode, take care of yourselves and speak soon.